cut patch. Do 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 do. The indescribable cut patch. The indescribable leader of the quilt. He's a he's a hello. You join us in a little sing song for episode five. Is it episode five? It's episode five, isn't it? It's going along, isn't it? So exciting. Crazy. We can I just say I don't want to sound like an old cheesemonger, but we are really blooming enjoying this podcast and we hope that you are too, if you're listening in. Uh, now, welcome to Melgate Roger's Quilting, the podcast where we are actually physically making a quilt as we speak. I'm Mel Gedroich. I'm Andy Bush. Let's get quilting. The end of last week's Poddingtons ended with, well, I don't want to say that Bush and I fell out. I hope that never happens. But there was a little bit of tension as I hacked away at Bush's beloved £80 Italian pleather bag. I feel like, and I don't want to start the podcast on uh, any form of a qualm. Never. 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 Because this, this is a good, quilting yeah. is a good fun space, isn't it? Somebody left us a message saying it was wholesome. Wholesome. I'll take wholesome. Yeah. So in a wholesome, the most wholesome way I possibly can put this, yeah. I felt like you were hacking at my bag slightly unsympathetically with those scissors. I found it really cathartic and therapeutic. Okay, well, at least you know we all know I've, where we stand. You know I've hated that bag for many a year, Bush. And do you know what? When you wore the bag, I felt sad. <laughs> I felt... I, no, I How felt sad. How can a sad bag make you feel sad? Because I knew that you were better than that, Bush. Oh, unbelievable. You... <laughs> I knew that you were better than that bag. You are somebody that could rock a really, really trendy, because you are quite trendy. Thank you very much. You could rock a really sort of trendy basket. A basket? Yeah, or a kind of, you know, linen haversack. You're a man, you're an indie man. You're indie, you're about town. You interview rock stars, Bush. Thank you, Mel, that's lovely you're of you cool, to say. Man. Well, you, you, you're a cool man. You're massively into music. You're a total... Music aficionado, and to see you in that... <laughs> in that state. In that rip-off Italian <laughs> right. faux bag. It made me sad. I have had my eye on... You, you've got a lovely drawstring bag in the style of something that might be made in home economics at you, school. Yes. Did you, know, did you make it yourself? My niece made it. It's really cool. My niece, Rosebud, is incredible at sewing. Yeah. She should actually be here. She'd be all over this. She'd be like, what are you doing? Sort she, that out. It's a green, shiny... In fact, I must try and get hold of some of that fabric for the quilt because yeah. it's amazing. It's, it's like a shot... A shot... Uh, I'm going to say taffeta, but it isn't taffeta. It's just really cool, isn't it? Shiny it, material. It reminds me if, if uh, Ziggy Stardust-era <gasps> Bowie had a bag that he was going to nip in a town with, he'd be wearing that. He'd be quilting. <laughs> to oh. make Tom. Oh. Do you know what? That's the, that's the best compliment you've ever paid me, Bush. Thank you. I feel like we've got back on track in this podcast, haven't we, then? Yeah. So I own the really cool bag, and you used to own the most uncool bag. Yeah. That's kind of the, uh, That's the summary. The That's the gist but of it. Luckily, that uncool bag that we have grown to hate so much is now no longer because look what's happened. It's gone to a better place. Ding, ding, ding. 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 Bush, you're very kind. You've donated it to the best cause possible, which is our quilt that we're making. And I'm just about to... Oh, sorry, oh. love. Just about to... Oh, listen to that cheap material. <laughs> No, no, listen, listen. That is... I'll be honest with you, it doesn't sound like leather. It doesn't sound like leather from here. That is, and I'm going to do... Let's have a little leather test, okay? Bush maintains that this was real Italian leather. Listen to this. I'm going to rip some. Oh! 
Is that leather ripping? <laughs> that is the sound of some factory, probably up in the Milan. Oh, no, 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 not in Milan. That's the home of blooming high fashion, isn't it? This is going to be, I'm going to say, down in Calabria. Calabria, it's right? It's going to be a Calabrian factory. Oh, that's so painful. That's actually that, is that the sound when you get your legs waxed? Is that the sound it makes? Oh. Oh, do you know what? The last time I had a waxing, and this is nigh on 20 years ago, because it was so terrifying, was it was, I have to say, it was a fellow countryman. It was a Lithuanian. Okay. A terrifying Lithuanian woman. Yeah. Um, who, you know, she was doing her job. She's a waxer, that's what she does. So for the uninitiated, the lead-up to this is what she puts the wax with a spatula on your legs. Hot wax. Hot and wax. I'll, I'll, I'll replay it for you. It was literally like, hello, could you please lie down there? Actually, no, it wasn't that polite. Lie down there. Lie down there. Actually, it was no. lower. Lie down there. <laughs> lie down. Hot wax. We put the hot wax on. Hot wax is applied. Oh. Is the sound effect. Yeah. And then you blooming have the... How do I describe it to you, Bush? You're not in your sort of best, most dignified form here. Are you in just pants? Is that what that is? Oh, is it just pants or...? I think I was pantless. Pantless, OK. And this hot wax is being applied and the strips of material are placed in areas you really... You, you don't want a stranger to see. Uh-huh. So it's literally... Lie down. Hot wax. And then... <laughs> <laughs> My eyes are watering even thinking about it. Have you ever had a wax bush? No. Uh, no. My other half, Katie, sometimes gets me to do her bottom half of her legs that she can't reach. It sounds awful, doesn't it? Um, I quite like it. It's quite something therapeutic about doing the... Going against the grain and all that kind of stuff. Mr Bush, Mr. lie Bush, down. Mr Bush, lie down. Imagine you're in her salon. Lie down, Mr Bush. Oh, I don't want to do I'd be scared. Which part do you want me to wax? None of it, please. Which, no, which part? Tell me, which part? Lower back. Lower back, okay. Lower back, please. And then we go lower front. Oh, my... Mr. Bush, lie still. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Bush's eyes are watering. But isn't there different ways now? Can't you get them like an electro... I I don't know. Is that that painful? I don't know. You can... There's there's, there's many more options these days. Yes. You know what I mean? But if you... Literally, if you find yourself in the Acton area and there's a... Quite intimidating, um, Lithuanian lady who tries to get you into her salon. Oh, oh dear! Just don't go in. <laughs> do, you, do you like to have a look at the the fabric at the end to see what the hairs are stuck to it? Oh. Do you like that bit? Oh, Bush, no, that's awful. I'd li- I'd have to see what's come off. It's oh. like having like a bit removed. Like you might have like what, like a worm. Well, my no. friend had a nodule removed from the top of his head. My mate John, like a little. Like a little oh, nugget. A little plip. Little yeah, like a little, a little plip. Plip. But he didn't get polyp. to see it. Polyp. A polyp. Because we, they'd they'd probably whisked it off down the old hospital yeah, incendiary. Whipped, whipped it away. I'd like to have I'm that not enough. sure if they show you the bits that they've taken off anymore. Because yeah. I would actually I'd have loved to have seen my tonsils when yeah. I had him taken out age fifteen. No, no, sorry, I was seven. Uh, oh no, no, I was fifteen. I was fifteen. Uh-huh. Um, it was a late tonsillectomy, but I would have loved to have seen those. But no, they don't put them in a jar anymore with formaldehyde. That would have been so good. Imagine that on the your book your book cabinet at home. Yes, there's a story if you have got people around for for tea. Mr. Bush, lie down. <laughs> Mr. Bush, please, please lie down. She's terrifying this woman. Don't like her. Mr. Mr. Bush, don't move around so much. Oh God. I'm sure. I, I, Mate, I could literally do this the whole show. 
This is so much fun. Did she have a monobrow? No. Do you know what? Lithuanian ladies are really, really well groomed. Oh, of course, she she wouldn't have a monobrow. No, she it was the wax. waxing. It was she she would self wax. Self wax. She'd be like um, in the morning. There's a few rogue hairs in there. That's better. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Bush. Oh, Mr. Bush. Mr. Bush, lie it's down. Like, it's like a bond. It's a don't bond speak. Villain. Don't speak, Mr. Bush. I want to remove <laughs> so badly these lower hairs. Ow! So there we go. The bag is well and truly ripped Done to shreds. For. Oh, matey, look at the interior. Look at the interior of this bag. I'm not even. We're, we're certainly not putting that into the quilt. No, it's done. It's, it's finished. It's dead. It's a dead bag. If if the, if this bag were anywhere near a naked flame, it would go up like a crisp. <laughs> okay, but fair enough, Mel. There it is. Look. Done. Look. R.I.P. Last rights for the bag. I feel. A, I, are you all right with that, Bushy? I'm fine. I've moved on. I've moved yeah. on. And I feel like uh, it's a bit cathartic, actually. Really? Yeah. And I'm. <laughs> I've found something in my eyes. Just a bit of thread hit me in the eyes. I was. I'm trying. I'm trying to put together oh, some more she... little patches for us. Oh yeah, us. we need some cardboard patches badly. I don't know how. We've how did you out. do it last time? Cut you did... them out. Okay. <laughs> Measure and cut. Simple as that. Where's our ruler gone? Have you nicked it? I've not nicked it. Bushington. Oh yes, use an old one and to go around. around they it? should be five centimeters in um, perimeter diameter. Well, there's a, there's a real lack of maths stuff in this show, isn't it? We need to we need to up our maths game. Hang on, who's got my needle? Oh, there it is. Sorry, it's about to accuse you. Ooh, uh, Bushy, no, but back to your bag. I know because you know we've had we've had a few lols out of it and a few little titters and good times and stuff. It has provided us with great material for the show, but is that at an emotional cost to my dear chum, Bushy? No, not at all. Because I feel like. Um, I've moved to a better place um, fashion-wise. I feel like the podcast has benefited from... It's been decommissioned and made into, you know, a couple of bits for a couple of episodes. That's nice as well. Yeah. There will only be the one patch featuring. Oh, OK. OK, I thought maybe it was seven or eight. No, it's going to be just the one. OK. Look at it, mate. It's black nylon. No, it's not even nylon. It's... it's um. It's acetate, polyacetate, polyacetate. What's it called? Polyurethane. No. Polyurethane. Pollyanna. Pollyanna. That's one for the stateside listeners. Polytechnic. Poly. It's it's made of pure polytechnic. Pure polytechnic. Have I done a correct shape there for a? Yeah, uh, that looks grand. Does that look all right? Yeah. Chuck us the scissors over Mel, would you? All right, my darling. I'm gonna just chuck those over to you right now. There you go, my dear. Yeah. So here's like the hidden bit of quoting that I wasn't aware of, Mm -hmm. and people might not be aware of, Mm -hmm. as part of the building process. You have to cut out little cardboard squares. Yeah. That go behind the bits of material to hold them kind of flattened together. Yeah. It's like the steels you put into your house if you're, you know, building a house. You need the steel joists. Excellent analogy, Mel. Do you like that? I like that a lot. So they're the joists that hold our thing together. I love the word joist. 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 It's like a cross between joist and moist. Joy and moist. Um, <laughs> so, and I've just cut some of them out because we, we, we're going along at such an incredible pace that we need more. There must be like a technical term for these things. Cardboard squares, mate. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Um, now, just to report, so I'm folding over what was the Italian leather she makes bunny, um, what are they called? Quotation marks. Bunny quotation marks yeah. with her fingers. The Italian 
leather. Come on. Um, Come on now. It's incredibly hard to fold over the corners. Mate, if this was soft Italian leather, it would be... It would be like gliding through butter. The needle... I'm going to need a thimble, mate. Get a thimble going. This is a thimble moment. Thimble. Thimble moment. We have to sing that whenever you use the thimble, OK? Thimble moment. Thimble moment. Beow. It's a thimble moment. <laughs> I'm doing the guitar, in case anyone was wondering. Just at the end. Going through the double layer of this, as I am at the corner, is ruddy impossible, mate. The big surprise for me of this entire journey that we're on is just how important a thimble is. I thought thimbles were just a bit of a waste of time. Mate, they they are key. They are key. Absolutely ruddy key. There ain't no way that needle's going through there unless you've got a thimble. (laughs) You're right there. You're not going through there. You're totally right. You've got a thimble. You're absolutely right. I've... Cut out the wrong size for the squares. I just want to get that right out on the table right now. What have you done, mate? What's going on? They're too big. They're too big. That's okay. Just cut them down a bit. Really? Yeah. Is that okay? That was a bit, sorry, that was a bit mardy of me. No, no, it's fine. Or just cut them down a bit. Cut them down a bit. I've turned into Mrs. Glyndon. Well. Do you know what, though? I don't want to diss the needlework teacher fraternity. I... Sorority fraternity. I really don't. Okay. Because I hope needlework is still taught in schools. Is it? I don't know. I hope so because it's a ruddy, useful life skill. Yeah. But I've got to say, you talk about Miss uh, Mrs. Glyndon and Mrs. Allen, who were your home ec teachers. Yeah. I had a needlework teacher who was a bit of a sourpuss. <laughs> Honestly, she, I'm not going to name and shame her. She knows who she is. But she was really like. I made a skirt once. It was a wraparound skirt. That sounds cool. It's really cool. Sounds great. And she was really dismissive. Do you know what she said? What? She goes, so I put some buttons on it and she goes, it was blue, a skirt, it was a blue patterned skirt. And I put some black buttons on and she said, well, blue and black's never going to work, is it? Just like that, really dismissive. That's terrible, isn't it? Blue and black's never going to work. Those words have been branded into my forelobe, if that's a part of the brain. Yeah, Mate, we've got, to, we've got to get more scientific. We need a, 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 um, an Encyclopedia Britannica in here. Yeah. But um, so what, you don't wear blue and black uh, together as a result? Never. Because of what she said? Because of her words ringing in my ears. It was just so mean. You, you forget, like, if you get a bad teacher at any point in your life, then that mm. is it for... A great yeah. teacher can make you love a subject, but a bad teacher can put you off it for forever and ever. And and I think like sewing and making your own outfits and stuff now is so is is bang in fashion, isn't it? You know what I mean? So bang in fashion. Yeah, Bush Bush really knows knows what he's talking about. Right? <laughs> yeah, tell us more, Bushy. Come on, bang well, in know, fashion. Come on. You can you can modify uh, a couple of shirts and put them together with one kind of crazy shirt if you've got good stitching skills. But like I say, bang in fashion. <laughs> <laughs> I love that Bushy. You were really really trying to convince. With some sort of knowledge. I felt like I was being interviewed for some kind of bad careers videotape that they would wheel in on that one telly with wheels with a VCR back in the 80s. With the hood. With a hood on the, the front. The TV always had the three flaps. <laughs> no, the three flaps. Gung, gung, gung. gung. 
so that it's um, if it's in a sunny spot in the uh, classroom, <laughs> you can watch it. Oh, that's hilarious. I remember those TVs. Uh, see, I tried to explain to my oldest daughter the other week about um, they've all got tablets, like Chrome, oh, yeah. Google Chrome Chromebook things. They they've all got one, right, at school. Spoilt. We had one Ter- computer. My daughter's got one as well. It's terrible. They've all got one. We've got one. We had one computer for the whole school on wheels. You wheel it in, you have a go on it. <laughs> And then it used to be do terrible games. The graphics were like CFAX or yes. Teletext. Yes. And you, there was one game called Shop where you had like um, someone had ordered stuff at a, t- a till, like a green greengrocer's, and you had to type in what the price was. So it was like boring, cold, hard maths. They don't realise how lucky they are, kids, these days. Do you know oh, I mean? We had one computer, actually, at school. And I'm 10 years older than you, Bushy. We had one computer at school. I never joined. I never did computing at school because I, uh, I missed the boat. But it was kept under a cloth. It was like a budgie. <laughs> There was a, it was like a sort of David Copperfield moment. Mr. Staten pulls the cloth off to reveal. Computer. Absolutely. Mate, I've got big news to report on the square that I am currently trying to fold and sew. Oh, yes, do tell. Which is your Italian... £80 pleather disaster. Yes. Sorry, no offence. Thank you. Um, I'm actually wondering whether I'm going to be able to get the needle through. Well, it's that tough of yeah. high-quality material. It's really, really unforgiving. Do you want one of these bigger... Since we started this podcast, we've been using these smaller needles. There's a couple of like big bad boy ones that look like medieval torture implements. I don't think it'll get through, mate. Do you want to use one of them? That, that's, for, that's for a carpet. Isn't it? I'm not sure it's huge. It's absolutely, you'd have someone's eye out with that. You could get a camel literally through that. Yes. I do, I'm not. Uh, I don't know, my love. Thanks for suggesting. Okay. So what are we going to do? I, well, I'm just going to. I'm, I'm a trooper, my darling. Well, just give it your best shot. I'm going to really work hard. I'm so brave. Just give it I'm a good go. Such a brave quilter. I just, you know, I'm going to have to really, really dig deep here. Because we, we come away from this podcast, uh, our dear listeners, with we might have little calluses on our fingers or hurt hands and stuff, but it's all for the art. It's uh, for the finished matey. product, isn't it? You know to- what I mean? Oh, totally. totally. We are the Maria Callas of the quilting world. <laughs> and, that, um, and Maria Callas had a very difficult and painful life. And that's sort of what we're feeling with our fingers. Now, before I cut this up, can I just confirm this is okay? I'm about to cut up another bit of your fantastic um, leotard from The Games. (gasps) The early noughties Channel 4 reality show that put ten low-grade celebrities into the Don Valley Stadium in Sheffield. (laughs) We literally, we had to live... With the cameras, mate. It was like a sort of Big Brother thing. Oh, really? So We had the cams on at all times. Like your own little Olympic village. Yes. Um... And did you wear this leotard for everything, or was this just for one? No, that was just for gym floor. I had a whole variety of outfits, mate. It was really exciting. I had a curling jacket. Wow. I had a hammer-throwing pair of quite unflattering shorts. (laughs) I had a very unflattering swimsuit. Uh, Oh, yeah, all sorts. (laughs) I love it. I was with Chesney Hawks. He was my best friend in there. I loved him. He seems like a nice guy, Chesney Hawks. You must have come across Chesney Hawks in your... um, you know, rock and roll DJ life. I've Bushy. interviewed him once. Isn't he delightful? He's a he's the nicest man in the world. He Can doesn't I just look say, any different. Is, isn't he? Isn't he? Yeah, exactly the same as he used to look. Mesmerised by his mole. It's a beautiful thing. I know. He's just... It's like part of his... Uh, he's gorgeous. His whole thing, isn't it? The mole. It's, it's amazing. Like a poster boy. Yeah. Um, he'd send us in something, wouldn't he? Well, listen, this is the problem. I've lost... 
touch with my close showbiz friend Chesney Hawks. And we were close. We shared a um ice bath. We shared an did ice bath. Did you? Yeah. And it was full on when we did the games that that patch of leotard is is um based on. It you know, it was blooming Olympic coaches, mate, and yeah. proper physios. Bushy, it was none of your messing. So, like when you when you go through that kind of level of exertion with somebody, you I guess you become close to them. You become true yeah, friends. Yeah, he was lovely. But anyway, I had his phone number, and I used to text and everything. And then, actually, maybe he just didn't want me to text him because <laughs> I started not to get replies. Oh, I sort of said to myself, "Oh, Chesney must have changed his phone number." Oh, can you imagine oh. if he's just I don't know muted? If it's WhatsApp, maybe he muted you. Did he? That'd be like, awful. Did he mute me, mate? I hope not. Did he air me? That might be it. I thought I was the one and only. And they'll take that away from you, Chesney. I am the one and only fellow person in the games. And now you've absolutely aired me. (laughs) Oh, mate. No, that's not how bad. He aired me. He didn't. I'm sure he still is, is all fine. Hawks aired me, man. So how are we going to get in touch with him? Look, you've got the showbiz contact in the rock and roll workplace. Let's try and guess his email. I reckon he's... It's got to be chesney.hawks at I'm the one and only dot com, hasn't it? Dot <laughs> org. Surely. Dot org. The Hawkmeister General at blueyonder.co.uk. Hotmail. Chesney at mad as a fish. Dot, um, hang on, I feel the need. I'm sorry, could you pass me the scissors brush? Oh, sorry, were you about to use them? No, no, I wasn't, right, I wasn't, I wasn't. Hello, who's this just come in the door? Oh, here we are. Here we go. Bush, please let down. Can we name this lady? What's she called? She would be called Moglaititia. Sorry? <laughs> Moglaititia. Moglaititia. Bush, could you lie down, please? Oh, okay, I'm. I'm not really that keen on. I don't really want. I've never been. Uh, I want to wax you, Bush. I've never been waxed before, so can you just be gentle? All right, I'll Bush, lie down. I must wax you. Okay. Bushes were meant to be waxed. Oh my! Lie down, please. No, I, I'm really be quiet. not. Quiet. Oh. oh. I could literally do that all day, Bush, and I would be very, very, <laughs> very happy. Right, big news. She will haunt my dreams. This patch, Moglaitite's patch Moglaitite. of the uh, leatherette. It's not even pleather. What am I saying? Pleather at least has some ambition to be leather. You really are just like properly filling in on my bag today. This, this, this never even this this bag never even knew the meaning of the word leather. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, but the patch is finished, and look at that. Hey, that looks really good. At one point, it didn't look like you were ever going to get that through, but it worked, man. That looks good. I'm, oh dear, I think this is going to be the vortex of the patchworked quilt. No. It's going to be, it's it's just, it's bleak, black, what do we call it, polytechnic? It's a bit of polytechnic. It's a bit of polytechnic. Oh, matey, that just brings it down. No, it looks good, man. Wait until we get all the other colours in there. We've got a sparkly bit of your leotard. We're going to have to surround it with something really uber jolly, mate, because that is a veil of darkness in our quilt. I'm not even sure it can actually join the quilt. Sorry, I'm just going to put that out there. Are you going to what? You're going to... I don't know if it even should be part of it. Mate, look at it. It's appalling. My bag... Right, my 80, I don't want to go on about this. My £80 bag is in pieces just to the side of your chair here in the studio. You've cut one piece out of it, made a complete mess, and now you're going to say you don't want to use it? I don't... I don't I, oh, dear listeners, I don't even know 
if we can. Let's 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 hold fire on that. I, I need to, I need a comfort flapjack. I'm sorry. Could you pass me the um the tub? She's cracking into him. I'm I, I'm sorry. Well, I, maybe I, that's that's saddened me. Maybe look at the rest of the patches. We've got gorgeous. We've got Hugh Dennis's Mock the Week shirt. We've got um your Everton shirt. We've got little Thea, your daughter's baby girl. We've got Lee Max gorgeous charity shirt. We've got Jochen's red velvet. Yes. We've got my husband's guilt. Guilty secret bit. Any news on that? He's not not spotted that yet. No, mate. He never will. Well, maybe we should go to the post bag. Is there any more posts? Mm, Good idea. Sorry, I just need to... This has been the first crisis moment of the Quilting Podcast. We've created a patch and it might not even go in. This is what happens when you get some really good quality material. Do you know what I mean? Like, you suddenly get to the point where... Is it good enough? I sorry, I can't take you to judges' houses. Do you know what I mean? It's a bit like that. I can't. I can't take you to judges' houses. You're right, Bush. That's what it's like, man. It's, it's that. The, it's the judges' houses moment. It's that bit of quilt sobbing on uh, maybe like a beachside <laughs> settee. Yes. Or something. Yes, in some really, really bleak sort of um, tiled floor. <laughs> yes, on on a clearly rented villa. Yeah, with a big cheese plant <laughs> in the background. That's what it is. It's tough. We've got to be tough with this, uh, these bits of material because it's a work of art we're trying to create here. Matey, that, I'm holding it in my hand. In fact, I should have a pair of tongs to even touch it. Oh, okay. But that, that is, that's Bleaksville. Sorry. Bleaksville. That is really Bleaksville. We'll, we'll make a little decision on that later. I've got some flapjack just right in the filling. I'm sorry. This is a horrid thing to do, but I'm going to have to hoik it out. Do you want me to get it with one of the bigger needles? I think I'll just use my fingernail. Okay. All right. Now, stateside quilting listeners, because I know there are there are some of you, there are and, some your, of them. and your number is growing, and we bring you into our bosom with so much joy and love. It's a beautiful quilted hand that is reaching across the Atlantic, and it is grasping your quilted hand in unity. And oh, that's a lovely image, that, isn't it? Anyway, are they called flapjacks? Tell us. Get in touch. You can get in touch with us on the Instagram, can't you, Bushy? Yeah, at Mel G Quilting. And you can, well, if you want to go seriously old school, you can blooming write to us. Something else, 20 to 26 Brunswick Place, London, N1, 6DZ. Oh, yeah, <laughs> DZ. Uh, now, talking of which, there's a lovely little envelope here. Do you know what? It's got some really familiar writing on it. I know, I've known this writing for 51 years. Ah. And I think if I'm not mistaken... It's from Young Rosemary. Young Rosemary? Oh, no. I, I think I might tear up, actually. I, I, I've had a little squiz and seen what my mum has sent. Oh. First of yes. all, lovely... Um, I, I can't see what's written, but it's uh, it's got like a watermark on the actual paper, oh, proper writing she paper. Sa- she said, Oh, Mel, I hope this patch doesn't make you cry. She oh. she knows me so, so well. Wasn't it good? Oh, so good. Wasn't he fine? Oh, he was so fine. Wasn't it my goodness? But he can't be. You should do the harmony there, Bush, but I'll forgive you. Mine. Mum, this is from my mum. It's a reminder. Oh, it's a reminder of when you come to stay with me. Um, oh, it's just... Oh, my goodness. So what she sent, I'll explain... I absolutely love my mum. Isn't it brilliant? She, she's a podcast listener. She is. She's really on the old technological um, pulse, my mum. She's not afraid of it. 
She's 82 years old and she is not afraid of technology. What kind of tech stuff does she do? She does emailing and everything. Does she? Oh, look what she sent, Bushy. Oh, my oh, wow. goodness me. It's the inner pocket. So, basically, when I go and stay with my mum, which I try and do often, I'm just ripping it up. That's not the uh, waxing lady again, is it? <laughs> no, that's too gentle a rip. Is, I thought it was too gentle. For Moglatita, that is too gentle a rip. That would be some, oh, hello, Bush. Come and lie yourself down there. It's not a very hot wax. And it's not a very painful experience. If you don't like it, just say and we'll stop straight away. Exactly. That's not, it's a nice, friendly wax. So I go and stay with my mum and I have a special pair of pyjama trousers at my mum's house Do you? so that I don't have to carry them on the train. OK, fair enough. So they're always there and she launders them for me. Oh. I love my mum. Anyway, they are a soft... Oh, this is so... I can't believe mum's done this. She is so brilliant. Look at this. The, the material is made up of loads and loads of guinea pigs. Yeah, I mean, you love guinea pigs. I'm obsessed. And that is that is a lot of guinea pigs. That's, they've got little hats on, I believe. Yeah, there's one with a hat on. There's one with a birthday present. There's one with a bow tie. There's one with a floral wreath. There's one with a hat. There's one with a dunce's cap. Hey. Well, that's a bit harsh. <laughs> and there's one with a little pair of pink glasses. Oh. <laughs> can, can I feel the material? Isn't, oh. isn't that pure just comfort. And has your mum got a good kind of washing powder that always smells like your mum's house? Oh, isn't it the most comforting? It is so comforting. I don't know what she uses, but I just love it. Special mum mum fabric softener, isn't it? it's called. Has Jerry got one? Has Jerry got one? Jerry's got it as well, yes. Yeah, it's mum fabric softener. <laughs> you get a bottle after a certain <laughs> amount of years. Oh, mum, thank you so much for sending this in. This is incredible. Bless I'm going to go for... Bushy, I don't know what you think. There's quite a large um, bit of the pyjama track. Hang on. So when I next go and stay with my mum and I want to slip my hand in to find my hanky that I've left there in case I need it, there won't be a pocket there. She's cut the pockets out. Mum, what the heck? I won't be able to slip into the pigs. <laughs> I, no, I always love slipping into the pigs. When I go, when I go to mum's house, I slip into the pigs at usually about 5pm. Please clarify, um, that's getting into your pyjamas. It's getting right? into my pyjamas. Okay, I slip into the pigs and we lock the front door because we've basically said, that's it, we've shut up shop. We're just going to lie and chat and watch some telly. Yeah, but now you've got no pockets. Well, there's going to be a large gaping hole in the pigs. <laughs> oh, mum, I'm going to have to have words with you. What have you done? Maybe she's bought you a brilliant new pair of pyjamas. This is her way. They don't make them anymore. They don't make these gym jams anymore. They're I out of print. I checked because I thought I'd better get two pairs in case one, you know, ran out. So this is quite an emotional thing. You're cu- this could be the, 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 the nail in the coffin for those pyjamas, yes. unfortunately. Mum, I need you to write, please. Or actually, no, I'll just phone you after the podcast. What am I saying? I'm... You don't need to write. But what what have you done? I mean, it's going to look amazing. It's going to look so good. Isn't it cute? Do you like it, Bushy? I love it. It's nice and bright blue. I love the fact that um, I've never really thought about guinea pigs wearing a varying range of hats before, but the possibilities seem endless. There's a, su- uh, a sombrero there. Yeah. There's party a party hat. There's a little top hat. Top hat. One of them there's got quite a smart scarf on. Yeah. Guinea pig. The and you, pigs. Um, you like the noise guinea pigs make? It's called weaking. Is it a weak? Yeah. That's an official guinea pig term. They don't squeak, they weak. Do you own any guinea pigs as we speak right now? No, I can't, mate. Because we've got, you know, we've got Bulgarian street dog, <laughs> who, I, who I adore, Juno. But, mate, the, the, it wouldn't be a good combo. Not a, bad, not a good combo? No. 
the Duchess Juno would not take kindly to some little furry, <laughs> delicious-looking snack animals <laughs> running around. So, yeah, we've had to... Have you got any pets, Bushy? We haven't. I'd like a, I'd like a pet. You've got two daughters. You must have pets. Oh, I know. That's a good point. Start with a hamster, I would. Go start with a hamster. And, and Hamsters are great fun. Guinea pigs indoors or outdoors? You can have both. We always went for outdoor bread. If you're going to keep a guinea pig outdoors, only go for an outdoor bread. Because if you get an indoor bread guinea and put it outside, tutty buys. Really? Within about a couple of days. Yeah, because they can't... Um, they can't stand the cold. And can you have thoroughbred guinea pigs the way that you might have a thoroughbred dog? Oh, yes. Like, you know, best in show. Macy, I don't want to blow my own trumpet, but our guinea, Coconut, she won all the prizes at the Tendring um, Country Show in Essex. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow, so it must be quite a famous guinea pig then. Well, I, I, I don't want to make the link with the fact that the judge was a massive Great British Bake Off fan. <laughs> And it actually got quite embarrassing um, when I had to keep going up and get it. I got up five trophies. It was, five it was actually trophies. really embarrassing. It's like the Martina Navratilova of uh, guinea pigs, yes. your one. But um, no, Bush, you must get a pet for your daughters. Yes. Any suggestions on what pet? Maybe a type of pet or animal we've never even thought of before. Maybe give, give us a little message on uh, Instagram. Yeah. At Mel G Quilting. Uh, now, Bush, exciting times. I don't know if I've told you about this. We had a massive box arrive for us in in oh this is amazing it's like the size of a hamper like a christmas hamper and inside there's a lovely note lots of love sarah um at crafter's companion oh wow so kind sarah thank you so much she sent us all sorts of implements i have no idea what that looks like a pizza cutter what's that (laughs) a little mini mini pizza cutter rotary cutter oh some secateurs uh we've got here a two-in-one which is a 45-degree diamond shape cutter. Whoa! Courtesy of the Crafter's Companion. I've got a tumbler shape cutter. That looks... At that, that's extraordinary. It's an enormous piece of perspex with all sorts of extraordinary graphic lines cut through. I don't know. That's... I mean... I feel that we, with this whoa. gift from the Crafter's Companion, have, uh, have ushered us into maybe the, the inner circle of quilt making. We're this, elite. This, this We're is elite. next level, isn't it? This is elite quilting. This is elite quilting. And we, my friend, will be getting on board the elite trolley cart at some point. Not yet. Just as soon as we work out what this stuff is. Season three. Yeah. <laughs> Season three will be ready for this kind of material. Thank you so much for sending, Sarah. That's brilliant. <laughs> um, but listen, we must curtail... We must say goodbye to Moglaitite. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you so, so much for listening, gang. I feel like you're always with us. Even when we sign off like we do, I feel like we're we're constantly quilting with you, which is a lovely thought. I feel like when I close my eyes to go to sleep, they're still there. In in a kind of not not in a sixth sense, everyone I'm a ghost type way, in a kind of like really friendly way. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, lovely. Yeah. Uh, we will be with you again next time. Thank you for joining us. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts mm-hmm. uh, and do us a favour, leave us a little comment. Maybe you've started doing some quilting yourself or anything crafty whilst mm-hmm. this has been on and we'll read it out maybe in the next couple of weeks. Yeah. Or, or listen, if you're feeling really bold, send us some material for the show. My mum did. It's fantastic. I'm sewing it as we speak. It can be anything, any sort of material, as long as it has... I don't know, just a little little memory that okay. goes with it, maybe. Guinea pigs and hats, for example. Yeah, look, this one's got glasses. Oh. Quilting at something else, 20 to 26 Brunswick Place, London, M1, 60Z. This has been a Something Else production, and it was produced beautifully. Wonderfully. By, by Zoe Edwards. And it was... 
I don't know what his role is. What is his role? Chris Skinner? Yeah. I think he just hangs around upstairs and yeah. talks quite loudly at people. Chris Skinner, he did that. Exec producer, apparently. Mm. Hello, quilters. Uh, Bush here. We're adding as much of your material as we can into our quilt, but due to the current coronavirus situation, we can't access our post bag at the moment. It's locked away in the building. We've already got loads of your donated fabric, so we'll use that for now, and we'll let you know and keep you posted when you can send things to us again. Apologies, but rest assured, we are still quilting. Quilting.